The NHL newsreel is popping off. And that's why you're tapped back into your daily source for fantasy hockey news. And on this episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, we're breaking down the league-wide fantasy news that's affecting your squad. Arvidsson, Bedard, Hurdle, what's going on in the Hurricanes crease, and a little fantasy league trade breakdown. Tuesday's bets. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Shout out to all of the everydayers holding us down, making us your first listen every single day. It's the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And I'm joined, as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Much love for tapping in YouTube, all across Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite content. Make sure you smash that five-star review and subscribe button. It means the world to Steele and I. And keep hitting us in the comments, the DMs, whatever you guys need. You need a little advice for the squad, how we're doing, how the bets are going. Hit us up. We love all the feedback and we love connecting with y'all. That's the first thing I wanted to get off the top today, Steele. But we got a lot to talk about once again. I love when the league is busy. You know the next couple of weeks here is critical for a number of reasons, fantasy or otherwise. So we're taking a look at all the news you need. Bedard, Arvidsson, Hurdle, what's going on with the Hurricanes crease? Steele just pulled off a big trade in one of our leagues. We're going to break that down. I put mock trade on the graphic there, Steele. There's no mock about it. It was a, t- a deal you pulled off. I don't even know what it is. You're going to hit me with it. We'll break that down. Tuesday's bets over to you as always, my friend. How are you doing? First of all, how things going school? Otherwise, I need to tap in and then tell me also what you looking at. Connor Bedard, Victor Arvidsson. There's lots to get to. Yeah, great so far. I had a great time for the Super Bowl. Just had some friends over. Super Bowl. Some great, you know, large pizza, pepperoni, cheese, meat yes. lover, all the fixings, chips and salsa. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. Can you really the... ever beat pizza? Like, hold on, Steve. Yeah, We've I, never mean, discussed this. Just, like, I mean, pizza is just the best. It's like the it's, go-to thing. For it, and like the goat event. pizza and is pepperoni well. and cheese. It doesn't get better yeah. than that. Thank you. Okay, I just had to get that off that. Like, we don't talk about food a lot on this show, and for obvious reasons, I'm a big fan. But anyway, (laughs) over to you. Lots going on in the NHL. I'm still fired up after the Super Bowl, but what's going on in the NHL has got me fired up even more. What are you looking at? Yeah, a lot of big news fantasy-wise. You know, injuries, uh, returning players, Connor Bedard, Victor Arvidsson, Shea Theodore. We're going to get to all of them. Uh, injury to Tom, uh, Thomas Hurdle as well. The San Jose Sharks yes. is actually what sort of facilitated this trade in our competitive league, which we'll get Ooh. to as well. But yes. let's start off, obviously, with the biggest player here, Connor Bedard. Uh, I believe it is has been mentioned that he's about a week, a week and a half away, uh, at minimum at least, which would be yep. amazing to see him back in the Chicago Blackhawks uniform. And it's obviously going to be a crucial time in the season for fantasy owners out there to get him off the IR and if you're in a playoff spot or you're just outside and you get Connor Bedard back, it's huge for your fantasy team. I think this is also an intriguing angle. You know, I got to bring up the betting side because I've been yeah. mentioning Brock Faber a lot for that Calder. Not the Norris. Got it right this time, Steele. <laughs> but Connor Bedard coming back is obviously going to be an important angle for a lot of fantasy GMs. Ain't nobody dropped Connor Bedard. He's been on your IR slot for obvious reasons. But now, if you are in striking distance, Connor Bedard is going to come back and score. 
He's had a fractured jaw. He's been able to skate and do his thing off the ice in terms of keeping his body up. He's also a kid. He's going to take maybe one game, I think, to get back up to speed, maybe two. So I think you can expect the same production that you saw from him before, and that was almost a point-per-game player at only 18 years old. 15 goals, 18 assists, 118 shots steal. And hit me with your take on this before we move on to the rest. I want to see him shoot that puck even more. And now maybe some time away from the ice and a little bit of time to you know get his – approach and off ice mentality set. I know that's a bit of an intangible. I just want to see what he does bouncing back from his first career injury, because that can set some players off, but I don't think that's going to slow this kid down one single bit. Yeah. Well, we saw the same sort of situation with Connor McDavid in his rookie season when exactly. he had that- Oh, what was it? Yeah, I love you, pal. Yeah, Dang. it was a collarbone injury. I believe collarbone that he had that rough hit into the boards. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it was just a brutal hit. Yeah. Nothing on on purpose. It was just I believe a couple of guys collided. Edge uh, picked mm. into the ice. They go flying into the boards, and he gets the brunt of it on his shoulder and collarbone. So he was out for a long time in his rookie season, but that didn't really affect him. And you know, mm. at least it's you know as much of pain that Connor Bedard was probably in with a broken jaw. At least it wasn't like a, a hand or a wrist injury or even to the Achilles or an ankle injury like that, because, right. you know, that's especially his hands. That, that's like his primary, his primary go-to with everything is his ability to use his hands and, and get around defensemen and players out there. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think the biggest problem for Connor Bedard, obviously, is the team that he's playing with. He's on the Chicago Blackhawks. There's yeah. not enough talent surrounded beside him. They've dealt yeah. with a lot of injuries. Like even at the beginning of the season, you talked a little bit about Lucas Reichel and him being one of those guys to keep an eye on. And he started off the season. Actually, the entire yeah. season's been pretty poor for him. Yeah. So I was wrong on enough, that one. Not enough talent around Connor Bedard. And he's been again, he's one of those players that he elevates everybody around him, but you, sure. you still need a lot of talent. You need some sort of talent to support Connor Bedard's ability. And he's a little mm-hmm. bit of a playmaker. He's got the great shot, but at this point, yeah, shoot the puck as much as possible. Cause you're about the only guy who can score goals. Let's see what happens there. That's a team that's out of it. One that's not is the LA Kings. And Victor Arvidsson is a player that, you know, if there's a hall of fame of players that I love, <laughs> he's in there. He's in the mix with, uh, you know, my boy Perfetti Jarvis and maybe others. Victor Arvidsson is a key cog in this LA Kings system. And I'm not saying that him coming back is going to be the cure all for a team that is up there as one of the most biggest disappointments so far this season. Steel a team that started red hot as well. And yeah, I'm going to say it in there. They are in fourth place to me. They've been such a disappointment 61, uh, sorry, 58 points, only three points back of third place. I know it might be a little bit harsh, but that's because my expectations were that high. Now there's a new coach in there. I think that might light the lamp under some players like Dubois, which I highlighted. You know, Doughty was already unimpressed. He called it out. Cookie time in L.A. Goaltending was a bit of an issue as well. I think they're going to be one of the most active teams at the deadline. However, Victor Arvidsson is nearing his return. He is a key piece of that bottom six, and he can easily slot up in the top six deal. 59 points in 77 games last year. Very valuable fantasy piece. And once again, here we go. Probably a player that wasn't dropped. If you had IR spots, you probably hung on to him. And now him coming back for fantasy GMs, I expect, just like Bedart, obviously not in the same manner, but in terms of fantasy influence, I'm expecting a big return from Victor Arvidsson as well, and I think it's going to mean big things for this uh, LA Kings squad. 
Yeah, I, I believe so as well. Like you said, he's a huge part of this to, uh, this team's success, and we've seen it so far in the past two seasons when he's been with them. Uh, 49 points and 59 points in back-to-back years, over 200-plus yeah. shots in back-to-back years. He loves to shoot at the puck even from the third line. It doesn't matter how many how much ice time he gets, and this has been right. a huge player for their team over the last over the last two seasons. So I can't wait to see him back with Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore, yeah, whether it's on the too. second line or the third line. I, I don't agree. know that the LA Kings will be a very active team come the come the mm. uh, NHL trade deadline. I only think they have to make one move at this point, and that's either get a starting goaltender or yeah. get a backup goaltender. Whether you know, I I still sure. have a lot of sure. belief and a lot of faith in Cam Talbot, but I do agree that he's been a little bit overworked uh, with the workload so mm-hmm. far this season. You know, they yep. don't have that goaltender to really come in, uh, come in even on just a single game, no back to back. So. It's been difficult up to this point, obviously, with the LA Kings and the goaltender, but I just think that's the one thing they need to add at the trade deadline is get a goaltender, whether it's the starting or the backup goaltender, but I still believe in Cam Talbot. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that, but I'm not (laughs) going to chirp it because he's one of those players, though, that really gets streaky. My goodness me. He goes on a run of 12 or 13. He's lights out and then the same on the other side of the puck. But anyway, speaking of the other side, we're going to get to the other side of the break (laughs) in just a hot minute. Tomash Hurdle little bit of a fantasy under the radar piece, but again, relevant. He's probably the most relevant. Actually, he is the most relevant fantasy piece on the Sharks. However, we're going to talk quickly about him and what you do with him. Hurricanes goaltending as well. Very quickly around the break. Once again, another injury for the Hurricanes, and they're still one of the best squads in the NHL. That's one of my takes. Steals fantasy trade. Lots to get to still on Tuesday's episode, including tonight's bets. 11-game betting board. Juicy and no other place to head then FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can be betting on the NBA too. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 wager. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, steals a nice favorite, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you go over to check out YouTube channel, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. They're doing great things over there. They've got got you covered 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So make sure you go over there, check them out, subscribe, and subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much. For tuning in for today's episode, making it your first listen every single day. Flip back over to you, Hurricanes, or mm-hmm. do you want to get to uh, this this trade I got done in the league? Or Thomas uh, Thomas Hurdle? Should I? Uh... Let's do Hurdle very quickly because okay. he's on the shelf, and yeah. you know this is a cartilage cleanup procedure. You know, yeah. I'm not exactly a doctor, but I've had actually three knee surgeries. I don't even think you know that, but I I've had know. three knee surgeries. And when it comes to play in hockey, if it's even something like a 
So, yeah, it is. To clean out loose cartilage in his left knee. So he's going to miss several weeks. This is the kind of thing to steal that with the position that the San Jose Sharks are in and him being by far their most valuable piece, trade asset, or whatever. And at 30 years old, I don't think they rush this guy back in any aspect. So to me, you know, you and I might do a must drop at some point over the next yeah. week. To me, this immediately makes him a must drop, in my opinion, because there is just, if you were already hanging on to him for peripheral value, because let's be honest, uh, you know, 15 goals and 19 assists in 48 games is relevant. I'm not going to waste an IR spot on Thomas Hurdle right now, knowing that it's several weeks and it might be a year. So anyway, knee surgeries are nasty. That's all I have to really say about this one. It's just one of those things that I think you have to mention because as a fantasy GM out there, you can't afford to really fumble on any moves right now. It will cost you that loot. And I believe that's exactly what was going through Blake Creamer's mind because he has Tomas Hurdle and he was on the IR. He sent a uh, he sent a message into the group chat of the competitive league and he's like, "Look, I need to get a trade done right now. Uh, I'm open. My my team's open for anything right at this point. So mm. anybody want to hit me up? Let's do something. We'll work something out." I hit him up. I said, "We can definitely come to some sort of an agreement." And that's exactly what we did. And so that kind of falls right in perfectly with this trade that happened in the competitive league because yeah. he had to, uh, Thomas Hurdle and he had to drop him. And that's exactly what he did. So I guess we'll just move on to the uh, to the yep. trade that happened between Blake, uh, Blake well, and I because... Yeah, let's get there. And I just want to mention Carolina super quick at the end. But yeah, go to the trade because that's a nice Yeah, because it, it falls right into the yep. Thomas Hurdle segment Bang. right here about, one, about he's a must drop at this point. So that's yep. going through his mind. He had to drop him. We get a trade done. And this was this goes exactly with what I was saying last week about mm. what I need to do for my team. I'm sure. still looking for a goaltender. I was looking for right wingers. I ended up trading for Alex DeBrinket and Tom Wilson from Blake. Mm. Uh, in return, he got Will Cooley from the New York Rangers, Johnny Goudreau, and Neil Pionk of the Winnipeg Jets. So I get a couple of right wingers that I desperately needed because I did. I believe I only had two of them. Um, and I was able, I'm still on the lookout for a goaltender right now, but I love the return mm -hmm. of Alex to bring it. Cause I pair him up with Dylan Larkin. I feel like they're going to have a really strong season. If they want to make the second half of the season, if they want to make the playoffs. And then I get Tom Wilson who gets to fill out those other peripheral stats, like the hits, the penalty minutes, the blocks and, and, and those things. Hopefully Washington can get going a little bit offensively. Yeah. I know Ovechkin's got going a little he's bit. Cooking now. Star break. Yeah, he's so cooking now. Yeah. I'm hoping now. maybe Tom Wilson can chip in uh, offensively, but I'm really looking for those other peripherals from, from Tom Wilson. I get the offense from Alex to bring it. And so run that whole trade back for me one time. So I traded Will Cooley, Johnny Goudreau, and Neil and Neil Pionk, and in return I got Tom Wilson and Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, I'm thinking I really like that angle for you. I don't know what Blake's yeah. trying to cook up there. That's no disrespect to Blake, who's a very, very astute fantasy hockey mind. By the way, go check out Cream of the Crop and whatever Blake is doing on Twitter. Shout out to Blake one time. Not trying to question Blake at all. I'm just seeing this from your angle. I might have to dig into those numbers. Uh, also, I don't they're even pretty know. even, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I don't think Blake makes many misses. So anyway, I like it, Steele. I think what you're trying to do is uh, commendable, especially because I'm a mess in both of these leagues. And you know what? It's making me really rethink my schedule of my strategy for next season. And we'll talk a lot about this over the offseason. We don't need to get into yeah. it at all. But... It's been a struggle so far for me. I'm in four leagues. I'm doing well in one or two of the four. These two with the listeners, they're probably not buying into this, but uh, it's been a rough ride. However, I'm really liking this angle for you. And listen, 
I just got to mention the Carolina crease one time, if you're cool with this, because mm-hmm. you know Kochekov has been a name near and dear to my heart, and he has been a bit of an enigma. I traded Kochekov this year, speaking of trades, in my Keeper Dynasty League for Vincent Trocek and a pick. And I think I did really well in that deal because Trocek is such – and we're a banger league. So he is putting up about – like he's over four – fantasy points per night which is huge like Sidney Crosby is five and a half so if Vincent Vincent Trocek has been one of my best pieces anyhow Kochekov is a name that you have to pay attention to and right now now that Ranta and that's the news out of Carolina that once again you know Rod Brindamore talking about all these injuries they signed Spencer Martin off waivers Ranta who goes out now he'll be out at least two weeks lower body injury 12-7 and two this year with a 299 goals against only an 872 save percentage he hasn't been good but that's rare you and I love anti Ranta as one of those solid backups and yeah. they need him for Kochekov because he is that up and down young goalie still he doesn't have a ton of experience in the NHL and on a nightly basis it sometimes shows 53 career games is 53 career games and we know he can stand on his head steal. This Carolina team, I think, is good enough to maintain. I just need to highlight this because right now, if Kochekov is out there in any leagues, once again, he is going to get all of the starts right now. Something that was once at a time, uh, at a period in time, their strongest uh, strongest piece of their team was their goaltending mm. and their yep. tandem of obviously Frederick Anderson and Antti Ronta and even Piotr, uh, Piotr Kochetkov as the third string goaltender has become one of their weakest over the last season. Mm. And it really has mm. been a lot mm. to do with those unfortunate injuries to yeah. Frederick Anderson and Antti Ronta and Kochetkov. Yeah. Yep. But even the inconsistent play that has been, that sure. we've seen and witnessed through the, uh, the Hurricanes, uh, the Hurricanes goaltenders this season. And, for sure. Yeah, he's he's just been super inconsistent, and again, it comes with a lot more uh, get, getting more reps under the under his belt. Mm-hmm. But even just like the last four starts, like this team is able to get wins even when he's not on his best. Yeah, they're so, so that, good defensively. That, that really worries me. Come playoff time, I'm just looking at his last four, uh, his last five games. He mm-hmm. has four wins in his last five games, but. He had two goals against on 17 shots, three goals against on 13 shots, three goals against on 19 yeah. shots, two goals against on 18 shots, and then he had a 34 save shutout. Like, yeah, all, besides the sh- yeah, besides the shutout, obviously you save yeah. every single shot, but other than that, your save percentage is below an 880 every single every other game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sure. just super inconsistent when it comes playoff time. If they're still dealing with injuries to both Anderson and Auntie Ranta. I know yeah. it says he's only supposed to be out for a couple of weeks, but even then, like it's a lot to hang on it, the rookie. It's a lot to hang on this rookie who's just been super inconsistent this season. And we know what he's been able to do in the AHL. So yeah. it worries me for the hurricanes. And look, just to encamp- encapsulate some of this uh, injury bug to what this has meant for the team. Here's Rod Brindamore quote. It's good to have guys who know how to play the position because of all the injuries that have gone on here. End quote. Talking about getting a goalie off waivers from the blue jackets and Spencer Martin. <laughs> Things aren't exactly getting pretty right now. And that's a shame because this team allows the least shots against in the NHL. I believe it's below 25 a night in this yeah. day and age. That's seriously impressive. And that tells me they are right there on the cusp of being a true Stanley Cup winner, not a threat. Like that team should be their winning steal. I feel they're like one like secondary scoring piece away. And having one of these guys, I think Ranta, whoever, just hold it down. 
this team is blowing by the rest of the Eastern Conference. I don't know about the West, which, you know, dealing with Colorado, Edmonton, and otherwise I don't think is the same as going through the teams in the East. That's another conversation we'll have for another day. Right after the break, Tuesday's betting breakdown, juicy Super Tuesday, 11 games on the board steal. Take us there, my friend. Many games to get to on big-time bets. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app. It's almost the halfway point through the season. Actually, it is past the halfway point of the season. and And the Colorado Avalanche are inching up further in their division. And they're getting closer and closer to that top spot. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. But it's not just hockey. You also have daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB, on the sleeper app entries can be made in under a minute all you have to do is pick whether studs like mcdavid ovechkin mckinnon crosby hellebuck if they'll get more or less on their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game to win 100 times your bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the the outcome of eight player stats you heard me correctly, Locked On Fantasy Hockey fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get it to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, and leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Big-time bets, 11 Mm. games on the schedule, some juicy, juicy matchups. Flip, I'm throwing it over to you. Where are you looking first? Man, it's been a rough ride, Steel. I thank goodness for the CMC first tutty banging. Holy man. It's been a bit of a rough <laughs> ride for me this year, but I'm not backing down and I'm sticking to my guns. Seattle into Long Island. The New York Islanders have been a team renewed under Patrick Waugh. And even the yeah. games that they've lost, they have been right there. They've all been one goal games that they've lost. Otherwise, they're really taking it to teams. Matty Barzal is in the media talking about how he's rejuvenated and he is looking like it's steel. I think that is one of those players that you and I have been on here talking about that he has all the skills, skating ability, and talent to be up there in the conversation. I'm not saying Nathan McKinnon's, I'm not saying Nikita Kucherov, but right there in that tier underneath in terms of lethal offensive output. And he oh, hasn't yeah. been living up to it. And I think you're starting to see it from him. And that's really exciting for the New York Islanders who have all the other pieces to be a winner. So I'm riding with them to bounce back from a bad performance the other night. I don't know who they lost to, but that was their first bad performance under wall. And I don't think given how we've already seen him influence this team, they lost five, two to the, one of the hottest teams in the league in the flames. So let's also remember that. Otherwise they're beating teams like Toronto and Tampa. So, I'm done with this breakdown. I thought it was pretty good, by the way. (laughs) Islanders on the money line at home, minus 150. In their last 10 against Seattle, only five games have actually been played head-to-head, and it's pretty even. But I'm really liking the Islanders in this spot, Steele. I don't know how you feel about that one. 
Only the best betting breakdowns from you, Flip, every ah. single episode, because that's exactly where I'm going as well. Boom. Not exactly on the money okay. line, but I'm going with Matt Barzell anytime. Goal. Oh, He's been like that preamble? Odd. We didn't even plan that. I lo- love the preamble. You know it. You Dang. know how it is. You, you wow. got it right on the nail there. He's got three goals, seven points in his last five games. He's been feeling it, uh, you know, especially after the All-Star break or All-Star weekend in Toronto. So he, he's been feeling his game. He's confident. And I, I've really enjoyed watching Patrick wall behind the bench and the New Me York too. Islanders. I know it hasn't been the overall great success that we've been hoping for, uh, hoping yeah. for in his last, you know, five to 10 games, but even the losses, like you said, it's been entertaining and they've been, they, they've been able to keep them close besides mm-hmm. that one five, two loss of the flames. But I like the Islanders on the money line with you, Matt Barzell, anytime goal, nice. second pick for me though, I'm going to go to the Maple Leafs game. Maple Leafs and Blues over six and a half yep. in this matchup. Yep. Look, I, I did Tonight's a little the research. night, brother. Tonight's the Tonight night. Is the Tonight's night. the night. We, we are on the same page. This is amazing. But over six and a half, you'll probably agree with this take. But over the last 10 games, I believe the last five they have gone over the number. And then the four previous to that were under. So I'm going with the more recent trend of what I've seen between these two teams. Maple Leafs and Blues over six and a half. Lock of the night, St. Louis at Toronto over six and a half. I'll jump the gun on the lock of the night because I'm liking this so much. Also, this might be a little bit of a look ahead game and a down, yeah. like a down spot for the Leafs after such a big emotional night against Ottawa. Let down spot big time. So I'm worried about the Leafs and a bad spot for them. Yeah. St. Louis always plays Toronto tough. I can remember it back to being a kid steal. For whatever reason, St. Louis comes into Toronto. They play like legends. And I know that's not something that you can really put your finger on. It's just one of those things. As a Toronto fan, long-suffering, trust me on this one. But look at the numbers. St. Louis has points in eight of their last ten against Toronto, including seven wins. However, that means I think even more so this is a run-and-gun type game. I'm seeing 5-4-4-3, something like that, and five straight games between these two have gone over the number which you were alluding to. Yeah, That's my lock of the night. And my last pick, I was talking a lot about this Carolina Hurricanes team, and they deserve some respect considering all of the injuries that they are still right there as one of the best teams in the East Steel. Faux show, and they're right there in the race for the top in the Metro. Five and one in their last six games. Five wins on the road. They head into Dallas. You know that's one of my favorite teams out West. So I would lean to the under here as well. But Carolina is rolling on the road. Six, two, and two in their last 10 against Dallas. This is going to be a one-goal game, so I would maybe cop out and take whoever's getting plus 1.5 on the puck line. But I'm not doing it. I'm riding with the Hurricanes. That will be my last (laughs) bet of the night. Absolutely love the spiciness happening on Tuesday night for these games. Boom. My last pick, though, I'm going with the Senators on the money line there against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Doing a little research again. Ooh. The last 10 games. 50, what a game. 50, yeah, 50-50 split between the second worst team and the worst team in the Eastern Conference. So it was hard to choose. the. It was You know, it's a coin flip toss, in my opinion. But just seeing what the recent... Uh, the recency of these teams have been Senators have won three straight, a big win, a big emotional win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're going to still be fired up from that. And they're going to go take down the worst team in the Eastern conference. So I've got yeah. Senators money line, Maple Leafs blues over six and a half 
and Matt Barzell anytime goal. Lock of the night. Hey. I'm with you, though. Maple Leafs Blues over six and a half. Loving it, Steele. And, hey, I like that angle for the Ottawa Senators as well, as well because they did play a good game. Yeah. You know, as much as they gave a lot of chances there to the Leafs in the end, you know, kudos to the team that won and played better in that game. So and going up against Columbus, that team is uh, – yeah, it, it is what it is. So let's It is what it, it is for both of those teams. Yeah, it is what it is for a lot of things, isn't it, Steele? And we're just going to take the high road, something that's a little bit harder for some other people out there. But, hey, keeping it classy, baby. And let's roll on to Wednesday. We got Michael Amato, fantasy expert, Sportsnet, the hockey news, goaliepost.com. He'll be on to break down all of the latest fantasy news that's affecting your squad on tomorrow's episode. Very exciting episode indeed. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, go to YouTube, check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. They are here for you 24-7, covering all the top sports stories you could ever need and ask for with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. Thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.